Today's reading is taken from Luke's Gospel, page 1026 in the Pew Bibles, beginning at verse 26. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at this, at his words, and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The the angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she, who was said to be barren, is in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now also in Luke, um, it says this. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. This is the angel talking to, well, the angels talking to the shepherds in the fields. The shepherds immediately responded, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. Just put yourself in the place of those shepherds. Nothing like that had ever happened before. But it meant something to the shepherds. Jesus was born in the same place where the sacrificial lambs were reared for the temple in Bethlehem. They were royal lambs, and Jesus was a king. It was prophesied by Micah 700 years before. Shepherds of Bethlehem would know what the angels were talking about. The shepherds who kept the royal flocks of Bethlehem weren't your ordinary shepherds. They were too special and set apart. These unique shepherds were what were called rabbinical shepherds, or priestly shepherds. They were familiar with the Old Testament writings. They had been educated in the law of Moses. Most importantly, the shepherds were trained with special skills to keep the temple lambs unblemished, perfect and spotless in every way. Sounds familiar. Immediately following their birth, the, the lambs' births, The shepherds would meticulously look over and inspect the lambs, making sure they were flawless and without fault. That was the condition for which they were to be sacrificed. The shepherds would then wrap the perfect lambs in swaddling clothes, certifying their birth was a holy birth. This outward physical display of cloths wrapped securely around the lambs meant they were deemed an acceptable sacrifice. What of the birth of Jesus? Luke chapter 2 verse 7 says, She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. (coughs) Mary took what was available to her. 
strips of cloth used for swaddling of little newborn lambs, and tightly wrapped them round her baby boy. I don't suppose she would have had a baby bag with pockets and nappies and a changing mat and wipes. She'd just been on a long journey of several weeks. In the, in the nativity, we think of Mary travelling overnight to Bethlehem. No, it was a long journey. The perfect lamb, her perfect lamb, was born to save the world and was swaddled in the exact manner in which the temple lamps were swaddled. The significance of this act spoke volumes to those who understood what the swaddling represented, the certification of a holy birth. The message woven within the cloths, this one is holy. Jesus proclaimed true worshippers of God will worship him in spirit and in truth. How fitting on the night of his birth that the shepherds, who had never been allowed in the temple to worship the Lord, they were welcomed into the presence of the Son of God to worship him in spirit and in truth. God's message to the shepherds, the perfect baby boy named Jesus, had come for all mankind, not just the select few. When we sing the songs and display the nativity manger, as we've got here today, we remember the message of the birth. Jesus, the Holy One, was born to give his life as a sacrifice for the world. Everyone in the world. We say, Lamb of God, take away the sins of the world. He's not just any old lamb from the fields, the ones we see on spring watch every spring. He's a royal lamb and is God himself in human form. In the next part, we'll talk about Jesus the shepherd. In John chapter 10, it says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not, part, that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life, only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. The sacrificial lamb didn't have a choice in when or how to die in the temples, but Jesus did. The Roman soldiers did not take Jesus' life away. He gave it freely. He was in control. He is still in control, despite what we see in places like Gaza and Ukraine, or the many places where the church is being persecuted. Jesus did his father's will, 
and he asks us to be obedient to the Father too, just as he was. He doesn't ask us to do anything he wasn't prepared to do himself. He didn't deserve to die, just as the sacrificial lambs didn't deserve to die. But we do. We let him down every day. I'm sure tempers have been fraught in a lot of households over the past few weeks with all the preparations, especially in this financial time. Teachers get annoyed because they're trying to juggle curriculum needs and the needs of the children, and now there are class parties added into the mix. We become impatient and annoyed, and we say, what have I done to deserve this? I heard only last week that my daughter's friend has just lost his mum suddenly. He might say just the same thing. It's just before Christmas. But God isn't trying to punish him for all the wrong things he's done. It doesn't work like that. People die. And one day is very much like another to God. He decides when it's time for us to die. And whether it's a time of celebration on earth, it's not really important to God. What does matter is when we do die, are we part of his flock? If we are, then it truly is a celebration in heaven. It's like all your Christmases and birthdays and weddings all rolled together. It's just sad that we're not part of that celebration back here on earth. Do we look to him as our shepherd who is guiding us all through our life's journey, who laid down his life for us, who wants the best for us, and who will take us to himself when the hour comes? Sheep can be very stupid and need a shepherd. They get into all sorts of scrapes. I don't know if you saw on the news recently the sheep that has to be rescued from an isolated beach. He'd been there for two years. and No one knew that he was there until he'd been spotted uh, by somebody in a boat off the coast. Jesus, however, knows where we all are. No one is forgotten about. And if we're in trouble we know we can turn to him. We are part of his flock and he knows us all by name. My prayer this Christmas is that each and every one of you here and on YouTube watching will know that you are part of his flock. And if you're not sure you're part of his flock, then you can find out more about how to join that flock. Just ask me or Donna or any of the other regular people here And we're running a course in the new year. I'm not sure of the details yet, but they'll be on our website. And if you don't know that we've got a website, it's called, it's jmj.org. And if you ever want to follow us on YouTube, just look for St. James Audley. So may I be the first to say Merry Christmas and have a blessed new year. Amen.